This meeting is being recorded. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Go be great with Coach Karina. I am your host, your mindset and life coach, Coach Karina Calhoun. And I have another great episode. I have another great, awesome and amazing guest on the show today. I'm like, I have all kinds of happiness coming out of me right now. So <laughs> y'all know how I get really, really excited. So I just have this feeling I can sense that this is going to be an amazing conversation. You all know I love fireside chats. So Shamika, tell us, I've already said your name, but tell us who you are and tell us where in the world are you right now? I am Shimeka Ebony. I am here in North Carolina in my home around my wonderful children and husband, excited about life and excited about inspiring other people to be the best versions of themselves. I love it. I absolutely love it. And just for the record, I want to correct myself, Shimeka Ebony, not Shamika. Listen, y'all know I'm really funny about pronouncing names correctly because I have been Karen, I've been Corinna, I've been I've been all kinds of stuff. So listen, <laughs> Shamika Ebony, we want to get that right, y'all. Get it right. You. So yep. you are in North Carolina. What part of North Carolina are you in? I'm here right outside of the triangle. Um, of course, you know, North Carolina is uh, stated as a, a rural state overall, but uh, we are a growing suburb area called Anger, North Carolina, and it's right outside of the triangle. We moved our family out here in, um, in the height of the pandemic. So house hunting, uh, being featured in the New York Times about our budget. So being naked is something that we do. I'm also an author as well. And uh, centering here in North Carolina, my home state, transforming lives here has been so very important to me. And so anchoring here in the home buying process while Black is another thing that I amplify around financial equity as well. I love it. I absolutely love it. So I am in Richmond, Virginia. But I am from Fayetteville, North Carolina, which is not far from where you are. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I was, I was, I lived in Charlotte for 17 years. So my daughter, who's 24, actually moved back to Charlotte the day before Virginia shut down for the pandemic. Oh, and, whoa. Yeah, we had no idea what was happening. She was already in the process of moving and she actually moved back the day before the shutdown. As a matter of fact, I had to go to the to the office for her uh, her apartment and uh, put the key in the slot because they had shut down. No one was there. Wow. So wow. yes, I am. <laughs> but she is she is doing it, that young lady. I'm so proud of her, but you know, anyway. Let's talk about what you are doing for this world. What products and services are you offering? You've already talked about the financial piece. I want to dig deep into that because that's actually one of my heartstrings. Uh, I was in corporate America for 20 years in the mortgage industry. So um, I have some background information on that, that, you know, we have got to learn how to do some things for us. Yes. I'll yes. leave it there. I'll leave it there. I want you to talk about it. 
Absolutely. I love the opportunity to amplify equity from theory to practice. Through the work that we do under the umbrella of I Am Brilliant, we really center our trainings with organizations and institutions on one side, but then also through Community Champion Certified, we focus on coaching, leadership development to really help people prepare to meaningfully engage with one another. Uh, we take away the us versus them and really make it inclusive because we all have something that illuminates inside of us. I just have a blessing and a bonus to do this beside my husband, um, who has been an entrepreneur since the age of 13. So um, us coming together and meeting in community, literally bringing our families together, village and tribe, and, and made the brilliant bunch manifest out of our pursuit for economic equity for all, and we want it to be that representation. We, we are a family of six, and we are two working adults that are small business owners, but we are going into rooms uh, with our corporate mindset and our growth mindset and our abundance mindset, knowing that what we have, they need. And so that really drives the work that we do, and um, it really garner the attention nationally, um, wondering how we're managing to run a business, budget, uh, work in the pandemic, and have multiple children <laughs> doing virtual school. Uh, so that was a naked moment that has gone down in history to really amplify what's possible when we hold ourselves ourselves accountable, starting with us, working yeah. with home. You know, we center uh, family, community, and company, but we have to have them all in alignment and get our kitchen in order in all these areas for us to be sustainable, to be able to give not only our family access, but our community access by seeing a reflection of what they could do for themselves. You know, I want to start with, you said we have to start with us first. We got to go into the kitchen. We've got to go into the kitchen. So what are just maybe one or two tips that you can share with us today to start in our own kitchen? Because I mm -hmm. think that is going to be key. We can always, always create excuses. And I tell people all the time, excuses only satisfy those that give them. But until you actually look at you and understand where you are and then try to go further, listen, <laughs> you got to do this. Yes. You got to do the inner work. You got to do the inner work. Absolutely. So give us one or two tips of really starting with us first. And, and before Shemeca Ebony says anything. Listen, y'all know I used to always say, I'm not coming for you. I'm coming for what's been holding you back. So I'm saying this for both of us on today. Mm -hmm. We're not coming for you. We're coming for what's been holding you back. Sometimes it can be us. So go ahead. You've got the floor. Yes. yes. The first thing I want to say, and I, and I say this from lived experience and professional experience, being a leadership coach from PhD scholars to Black Girl Magic Market agendas, working with Black women, entrepreneurs, and helping their growth capacity. The thing that I've seen be consistent across no matter where you are in your life is if you're not ready to get naked with yourself and address those negative self-talks, address those things that you've been holding on to that you really don't like, but you, you still holding on to it. Well, what does that do for us, sisters? It blocks us from getting the things that we really want. We, if you think about it, and uh, my husband gives this perfect example when we look at, think about a song that we hate. I hate that song, but you could do it word for word. You can have those words come out of your mouth we treat our life like that 
We treat our business like that. We treat our marriages and our relationships like that. We treat our friendships like that. We hold on to the things we hate knowing that these people should have been out of our season a long time ago. So that's the first point I'll say. Get comfortable with getting naked. And if you need some support with that, go to whileimgettingnaked.com and get a journal book to help you get free from yourself and what is limiting you and your mind. And the second thing I'll lift up that I think is very important is that we don't give ourselves enough credit for the things that we do because we're in survival mode. Mm -hmm. So whereas we may be depending on, we feel like we can't take that leap or we can't move forward because we don't have this. Or if I had this or friends and family, family will support me. I could do this. No, 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 no. You have everything you need inside of you right now. God is so fine-tuned to every detail of who you are that he put those denials to you to protect you. And now you got to leap beyond that, leap beyond your environment and get out of the comfort zone. So we can't, look, one thing I uh, lift up with the second point is my version of what you said is sometimes our excuses get more exercise than we do. Mm, mm, mm. and we have to stop limiting our mindset to our excuses getting the airplay and then we sit down and start listening to it long enough that we're stuck and we're vacillating and constipated we're full of the things we know we should do but it's not flowing because we don't want to get limited oh my goodness she preaching (laughs) (laughs) y'all i love it i absolutely positively love it because we have to hear the hard truths not the truths that are going to smack you around and make Mm -hmm. you feel bad about yourself Mm -hmm. you know now one thing I will say when you go through this process of really identifying these negative self-talks I want to I want to point this out because it's a phenomenon that people are not ready for when you identify these negative self-talks and you begin to really understand where they came from, it they could have, they could have originated from family, parents, uh, school teachers, mentors, pastors, spiritual leaders, whomever. Yeah. Then you begin to get a little sad because you're like, oh my God, I've allowed that to really take root in me. And I've been holding on to it. And then you realize how it has been a detriment to you instead of helping you. And so you can become sad by this, realizing that you have actually created what I like to call self-drive-bys. And I want to tell you that it's okay. It's okay. Be kind to yourself. Forgive yourself. Give yourself that grace and keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. It's a part of the process. It is absolutely a part of the process. And so, Shemeca Ebony, (laughs) oh my goodness. So let's talk about, so I I will say that I did not have to, to really go through the process of the homeschooling during the pandemic, okay? My daughter is 24, so I didn't have to go through any of that. Now, I can absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, say if I had had to go through it, I probably would have been one of the first ones crying, screaming, and kicking because (laughs) I know my limitations and they're not, it's not the negative part that's coming forward. I just happen to know where I, where I abound and where I abase. Mm -hmm. 
I want I want you to talk a little bit about that because there are some things that are going on in our society that I feel is making people really reconsider sending their kids into schoolhouses again Mm -hmm. because it can be frightening it can be it can seem dangerous so what are some points that you can give to folks as it relates to what you learned during that process of homeschooling having your family right there with you running your businesses you know still having time being a married woman okay not just a mother but a wife as well there's certain things listen we're not gonna get graphic here but you're still married right so so talk a little bit about what you learned uh, as it relates to homeschooling and what are some of those things that you can relate to those that are listening? Thank you for lifting this up. And I just, I want to first say, I celebrate you for your survival. And that's one thing I'll say to every person that is here today watching this, I'm celebrating your survival. Uh, going through a pandemic with four, ch- four school-age children and then two that were not in school. So um, this is new, wow. ba- I had a baby in a pandemic too, by the way. Wow. <laughs> so, um, what we learned like and they all went to like uh they were at different schools because it was an eighth grade to ninth grade transition and we already had two high schoolers so that was four different schools in the same county but operating from different curriculums like one was a leadership school one you know had another focus and center for what they did one was a magnet school so um it took a lot of team building and partnership with my husband. I'm glad that he's not just my husband. He's my business partner. He's also my best friend. Our friendship got strengthened during that time because we we knew we were on the same team and there was no doubt in that. And so we didn't have to go through the woes of I'm tired of being cooped up or locked down with my mate. It was, it was hard work. Um, we, and we adopted meditation, which is something so very important when you're transitioning is to have a recentering tool, um, whether it's journaling or meditating or taking a Wusa moment, like whenever you can, we would get in just 10 minutes, together to be intentional to start our day and if it had to be because we were hiding in a closet or because we were hiding in the bathroom because every kid needed to be in a different place and have what a place of privilege it must be when people the teachers and schools were telling us make sure they have a quiet environment to be in class and I'm like well times that times four like what do who's living in the mansion because we weren't we were in the townhouse, so one was under the table, <laughs> one was on the stairwell, somebody was in the room. Like you make it work, you make it activate with what's in your hands. And when what we also realized out of this for people considering that transition from virtual school to going back into the classroom or vice versa, uh, it gives you an opportunity to be more aware of what's being taught to your children, more engaged in being the primary uh, co-leader. I, I taught my teachers how to communicate with my children because they all had different learning styles and virtual wasn't it for all of them so having that confidence and authority to know your rights as citizens to get involved with the education system to the point of building personal relationships with those that have a lot of hours in front of your children to make sure that they're invested and held accountable for what they're teaching them 
Um, so we had a lot of relationship uh, building opportunities with this transition and all these learning styles and all these schools and what they prioritize. But these teachers needed grace and prayer too, because they were burned out and they were trying to figure this out with everyone else while they yeah. were trying to figure it out. And they had to look like they knew what they were doing when sometimes it wasn't easy for them and they were scared too. So recentering that human existence and human connection to give each other grace got us through and we utilize that and practice in our home with giving our kids grace and what was going to help them learn absolutely uh one thing that you talked about that really stuck out to me all of it really but that i really want to to go back to is that you and your husband's relationship strengthened and i think that is contrary to so many of the conversations I was privy to overhearing mm -hmm. regarding the pandemic. They were tired of their mates. They were stuck at home with their mates. Some people even went to, you know, the extreme of possible separation or divorce. True. You know, and so to hear that success coming from you. I just want to have space here to honor that because we just did not hear very much of that. Thank you, God. You know, I that appreciate platforms like yours to be able to show that what's possible and, and that there is, we're, we're second chance stories. Like we were divorcees, like we've both been here before. You know, so we were intentional in establishing the foundation of our marriage differently to get away from these gender roles and these gender expectations. And we were committing to ourselves what we were in agreement with, what we would align with, what we were unifying, what we were bowing to. And it does look very different than this stereotypical marriage structure that people are being put in and these harmful expectations that aren't healed because we're not getting naked. And so when you trapped in the closet, literally with no space to run and you can't shift yourself in, in becoming who you are in a safe environment because you're afraid you're going to be attacked or judged, you're going to get those kind of outcomes. But that comes from unresolved expectations that somebody didn't come fully telling the truth and being naked in the beginning. And now that this pandemic got us real naked because we couldn't mask our emotions and our true feelings anymore, we had to deal with ourselves and we had to deal with a mate that was dealing with themselves. So it, it was a time for magnified grace that sometimes if we haven't, we don't know what grace feels like, we can't give it to someone else. So we attack because we're idolizing our agenda and what we want in a time of crisis where, right, duly, we all have had to do that in this pandemic, but still survive it. And so I celebrate those that, that are sticking it out and need something to, to renew it. Um, we're talking to that community too with the FCC. So we're doing it all summer. We'd love to rebuild with you when you're reimagining what it looks like to be in business as a couple or as a family. Um, we will be meeting. You can check us out at shemekaebony.com and book a Sunday. We're going to be doing it all summer to have these real candid conversations about how do you rebuild and how do you get this foundation for kingdom business and family and community. I absolutely love it. Everything she said, y'all. Everything. Everything she said. I mean, there is so much truth dripping in 
literally everything that you said, because one of the things that we have to understand is when we are really dialing in to be our true authentic self, it's going to take those around you going through a transformation the same as you are going through a transformation. It's not, it is not as easy as waking up one day and saying, hey, I'm successful and I'm going to start this business and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. No, everyone needs to be on board. Yes. Everyone needs to know what the journey is. You know, and I think about my husband. I love this man. Both of us were divorcees as well. And so this is our final marriage. <laughs> this is our final marriage, our forever marriage. And one of the things that we are adamant about is not having those gender-based roles. You know, today is a full day for me. I, it, it, you know, it's literally a full day, but I wake up with coffee. I wake up with breakfast made for me because the understanding is there. The knowledge is there. The wisdom is there. You know, how do you bear with one another? As the word says, how do you bear with one another? Easy, easy, naked yeah. and not ashamed. No yeah. longer, oh my goodness. I could stay here forever. Oh my goodness, all day. <laughs> Thank you, my so, sister. Real blessing. Yes, yes, yes. Shemekha Ebony. So you've already given us so much information, so much knowledge, so much wisdom. And I like to tell the listeners, you all know, grab your notebook, grab your journal, grab your tea, your coffee, your beverage of choice, because there's jewels, gems, and wisdom, strategies, tools being dropped. And if you don't get it the first time, put it on repeat until you get it, until it soaks in, until you digest it, until it has digested you. Because we're not here just to talk. We want to see you where you are supposed to be because what you don't understand is you are a domino effect in reverse. And if you stand up, then you stand the next person up and then they stand the next person up. And so we have to keep doing this. So Shemeka Ebony, what is just one or two pieces of advice that you would leave with the listeners today that they can take? I like to call immediate action. What can they do for immediate action today without just really thinking about it? I love it. With immediate action today, find like find the first mirror you can, even if it's turning on your video. And it'd probably be best if you turn on your video and look at yourself and take a moment and just sit in silent for a couple of seconds at first, don't say anything. Just look at the beautiful essence of who you are. I mean, everything about you, whether you're made up, whether you're naked, whether you're in between, and this is, even if you're putting on something right now, just celebrate that you are here today. And the second thing, while you're there looking in the mirror, I want you to say this over and over and over until you feel a shift, however many times it takes. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, I am brilliant. I am brilliant. And you keep saying it. And while you're saying it, think about what makes you brilliant. 
and affirm it by saying it louder and stronger. And you rescind to yourself. If you kick off every morning with this, if you make this a, if I can't remember, this is going to be a tool that shifts your day to remember who you are, what you're really brilliant at, and what you illuminate with, because that is the key to creating sustainable change that we yes. want to see, not only within ourselves, but within our community. Mm, mm, mm. And I just want to end with this. One thing that Shemeca Ebony talked about early on was that that equity in corporate America. You have to know and understand that you bring something to the table, not just come and take from the table, but you bring a fullness to that table. And that fullness is inside of you. Yeah. So don't shrink back. Don't shrink down. Just keep going. So folks, this has been another great episode of Go Be Great with Coach Karina. We have had the amazing Shemeca Ebony on today. And I will see you all on the flip side. Bye, everybody.